Welcome. My name is Paula Ramirez and this is Chicana Mom Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to all the hardworking Chicana moms and their familias. We talk about life, parenting, the emotions we go through as human beings, the journeys of the struggles and triumphs, life stories, God, education, music, and more. I strongly believe we're connected in this world. Unidas creamos cambio. Querer es poder. Now let's get started. Welcome, my name is Paula Ramirez, and this is Chicana Mom's podcast, and I'm very grateful for you to be listening to me, and as you can see, I am just starting, you guys, but I just love the fact that I'm just able to sit here in my office and just talk from the heart, share with you what I think, uh, what I feel, what I've learned, and it, I don't know, this is just amazing. I never honestly thought I would be sitting down like doing a podcast. It's so interesting because I, me personally, you guys, this is what I think that I have put myself in this mindset that I have to be present in my life and I have to pay attention to so many different signs that will help me grow. And I remember listening to a podcast, Super Mamas, and as I was listening to them, I was like, holy shit, like I would love to do a podcast. I love to speak. I love to motivate people. I love to learn and I love to share so many things. I'm not kidding you. Anything that I come across, if I see something that I know someone will benefit from, I have to share it. Like there's no need for me just for me to keep it uh, to myself. Like, I don't know. I just love to share knowledge, love to share things and food with people. It's just, I don't know what it is, but I love that about myself. I honestly do. So today is Sunday. Sundays are when I record. And for me, Sundays are just days where I'm able to just kind of reflect, just like, okay, Monday tomorrow's Monday. It's a new start for the new week. And I love Mondays. I love every single day of the week. Before I used to say, "Ugh, here comes Monday. Oh my God. I can't wait until Friday gets here. But then I caught myself and I understood that the only reason that I was saying that I pretty much hated Mondays and I couldn't wait until Fridays was because I was not loving what I was doing. I, well, let me explain to you guys. I worked as an advocate for children with disabilities and that I loved it. I really did. And there was just something about, you know, I don't know. I can't, I guess it was probably more the administrative part where it's kind of like, you know, it was more about let's get money flowing in the business and who cares about how you feel and think about like this whole process. I just need to have billing and that to me, I understand it's very important, but as I think as supervisors, you need to be able to take care of your people. You need to make sure you connect with them. They're not just uh, money makers. 
Um, obviously, I know they can be perceived like that because every agency needs money to survive and to stand strong to continue to provide those services. But I don't know. I just didn't feel so good. I And, you know, I just took the decision. Like, I made the decision, I mean, to just leave. Just end that job and start doing my own thing. And I have been pretty much, um, I left my full-time job because I've always had my center. I'm going to be in my center for almost 10 years now and making that big step of leaving my full-time job because I was working since I was 16 years old up until three years ago. I felt so freaking weird to wake up and say, oh shit, I don't have to go to work today. All I have to do is take my kids to school, come home, clean and cook. And I love to clean by the way. And I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. But after a while I was like, okay, I love this because I've always dreamed to be a mom. But then I said, there's something more that I have to do besides this. So I started doing DIYs, uh, but I found myself shopping at the Dollar Tree 99 cent store, just little bargains. And I was like, it gets exhausting to just buy little things here and there. And it's like, okay, I'm done with one project. What's next? So I was like, no, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so I think we're always trying to find ways to feed ourselves, to learn and to be productive in different ways. So I, like I said, I've always kept my agency and I love it because I only work a couple of days out of the week and I meet so many amazing people and that's so self-gratifying. But I know I am meant to do more than that because it's not enough. I think that's the thing about us human beings, maybe some of us human beings, I don't know. Um, We always want more of something. And we're not always going to be, well, what I'm trying to say is we're not always going to feel like we're fulfilled. But I think at some extent we do have to be grateful. We can't be stuck. We can't be stuck because then sometimes if you feel like you're stuck, it is, I think that being stuck, it's also like good and bad. And let me explain to you. I think good because it kind of like puts you on this frustrating mode where it's just like you're just done. And it pushes you to do something better. But then sometimes it's not good because fear takes over. Like I can't do that because it's embarrassing or because, you know, I'm already too old, like whatever. So we just have to be very careful that we don't become parked cars. But the reason I'm telling you this is because today, um, Sunday, I love Sundays because it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to reboot for the new week that's coming up and I love it. But then I thought like, wow, I was just analyzing my life and I was like, man, I've come a long way. I was like really insecure. There was shame in me. Um, and I, I, I know for a fact I'm not the only one. So I'm not embarrassed to say that I've had shame. Fuck it. We've all fucking had shame for the people who think they've never had it. Like stop lying to yourself. Just wake up and own it. It's okay. You're just a human being. There's no need to fool everyone, but especially don't fool yourself. It's okay just to own it. And today as I was thinking about like this, all this growth that I've done, 
I thought about my insecurities. I said, I am grateful for my insecurities because the, that feeling, that frustrated of feeling insecure pushed me to grow, to want to learn, to be opened with myself, my mind, my body, my, my soul, like opening up to God in a more raw, like totally like deep connection. So I want to talk to you about insecurities. I think that insecurities are so powerful. We just need to fully understand what they are and just own them. But yes, today we're going to talk about inseguridades, insecurities that every single human being has in this world. So let's get started. Okay, so I want to start off by sharing with you an experience that when I was younger. And this experience is something that always stayed with me. The experiences of growing up with Mexican parents is very... How can I actually use a word? Man, because it was like a blessing, but then it was also like just a very tough environment at times. You know, I love my parents very dearly, but I know that they were given to me what they were handed. Growing up as a child, hearing my mom cuss me out a lot because obviously sometimes it was kind of like, okay, I wasn't listening. But there was just some certain words that I think a lot of Chicanas can actually relate to. If it was you growing up hearing, estas pendeja, um, que no seas mensa, um, things like that often, you start to kind of like program yourself to that. And you start to think like, wait, am I really a pendeja? Am I really mensa? I mean, which kind of, it's, it means the same thing. But, and I know I think we use that word often, you know, in men. well, I don't say everyone, majority of people um, that are Mexicans or Chicanos can use that word here and there. But I think as a child growing up, hearing that a lot and making me feel like um, I wasn't good enough really affected me as an adult. And I have to tell you, um... I love being an adult. I really, really do. I have a voice. I have the option to choose something. Do I want it or do I not want it? Do I buy it or do I not buy it? I just love being an adult. I'm able to empower myself. I'm able to empower others, my children. Um clients and that's what I mean by others and I think that growing up in an environment it doesn't I mean at some extent it does impact you I mean it does definitely impact you but that doesn't define you for the whole rest of your life I think as women we need to learn how to get out of that comfort zone to empower ourselves and each other you guys there's a lot of women out there that just hate I just, let me share with you. I was one time at the grocery store 
and there was this lady um, in front of me and I just went, you know, because I needed to pay for my stuff. I just got behind her and she like mad dogged me and she started kind of like moving her body. Like, I don't know, just these body like movements kind of like, fuck, get the fuck. Like, I can't stand you. Like kept mad dogging me. I left out of the store just laughing like, what the fuck was that about? Like, I don't even know your name. Like, I have no idea what the hell is going on. And that stayed with me. So I realized, wow, she's insecure. She felt like intimidated, but obviously I wasn't doing anything. All I did was just got in line. And she made, I mean, my mind was just going and going. I was like, wow. I said, there's times where I'm insecure. She's insecure. I said, shit, I think everyone's insecure. The thing is that some people show it more than others. In many different ways. But I think growing up as individuals, it definitely impact us in the way of how we believe and what we believe we are um, by the things that we were told. But words are like stabbings. Negative words don't ever define who we are. And I think growing up hearing those words like pendeja or mensa and things like that um, they really affected me for a long time, but I embraced and empower myself, my strengths, my heart to wanting to always help people. But in order to do that, I had to, had to start off with myself. I had to, um, show myself that, Hey, you're smart. You can do it. And I've come a long way. And the reason I'm sharing with you this is because, shit, we're all fucking insecure at some extent, you know? And we can't let shame win. So one of the things I try to do whenever I think negative things, I say, get the fuck out of here, shame. I don't fucking need you in my life. But then I realize, yes, I do need shame at some extent so it can push me to do better and really focus and feed my positive, like, strength of who I am. Now I want to share with you something that I actually saw a couple of days ago. It was a video about a grandfather sharing a story with his grandson and their um, uh, Native Americans. And, you know, they love to share these stories with the young um, generation. And the grandparent was actually telling his grandchild, there's a story of two wolves. One wolf is a very feisty, negative, insecure wolf and angry. The other wolf is kind, compassionate, and pathetic. And the little boy asked him, who won? Who wins at the end of the day, Grandpa? He said, well, it all depends of who you feed it, like what you feed it. Do you feed into the wolf that's insecure and angry? Or are you going to feed... Um, into the one that's compassionate, kind, and loving. And I was like, wow, that's so true. So this is what he said that really empowered me to continue to move forward and to share this with you, that you can feed your compassionate wolf, (laughs) your loving, empathetic side, but you can't not hate your unhappy wolf 
you can't say, I hate you. I hate the way you are because then that wolf gets bigger and bigger and that wolf will end up winning. But if you come at it in a very compassionate, realistic approach of like, I understand you're part of me. It's not going to be your worst enemy. It's going to be just something that's part of you, but you're not going to feed it because you're going to be focused on the good side, which is the good wolf. And that video, it was a very visual video, like cartoonish kind of thing. It was for school. And I was like, wow, like that is so true. We're going to have those two wolves, you know, and we have to just make sure which one it is that we're feeding. Are you feeding um, that side of you, that beautiful side of you, compassionate and empathetic, etc.? Or are you going to feed into that anger, frustration, and insecurities? Um, so that's a very, very, um, how can I say it? It's just something that we have to be very careful. We do not want to like fight with our insecurities, not in a negative manner, but just owning them. Just saying, you know what? I am enough and I am complete. I am not perfect. I'm just a human being. Now, if you rewind the tape as to when you were an adolescent, how did you feel? Did you feel disconnected from society? Like no one understood you? Did you have someone to speak with when you felt like I can't really like bring myself up on my own like I need a hug I need someone to tell me everything's gonna be okay and guide me with advice sometimes there's people that are still stuck at that stage they're probably in their 40s or 50s and so forth and they're stuck because they still have not how can I say it like felt that want and need or have heard some sort of word from another human being to empower them to just let things go. You know, when I say let things go, it's pretty much like the old baggage, you know. But the adolescent stage we went through as mothers really made also an impact of how we are as females, mothers, sisters, daughters, um, co-workers, and just members of society. If you were to really look back and how you felt when you were an adolescent, you know, I think that you can give yourself the best gift ever, which is just appreciating that whatever you went through, you went through it for a reason. And now it's time to change something that continues to be unhealthy which, like I said earlier, stop feeding into the bad wolf. It's feeding into the good, the strengths about, you know, that represent you. And sometimes it's so hard to talk about the positive things about ourselves because it's like, oh my God, like one, it's like, are people going to think I'm bragging? Two, there's people that think like, I really don't know what positive things I have about myself, but I can give you all the negatives. And I think it also, I would also attach this that sometimes we have a difficult time um, taking a compliment. If someone were to say, you know, you look so pretty today, 
Oh, I love your shirt. I love your lipstick. There's people that have a difficult time just owning it and just saying, thank you so much. Some people say, are you kidding me? This raggedy old thing? Oh, no. All this lipstick? Ugh, it's from the dollar store. And there's always something negative. That, if you catch yourself doing that, that means you're feeding your insecurity. It's okay to just say, thank you. That's it. That's it. I think we complicate things for ourselves. Sometimes majority of the time. But we need to be very careful with that. So who are we as adults? ¿Quién eres? ¿Qué te gusta? ¿Qué amas? ¿Qué odias? You know, what is it as an adult that makes you do better? Like, are you connected with yourself? Do you feel secure about the decisions you make? Those are all these things that we have to ask ourselves, I would say daily. If you have a difficult time figuring out like who you are even now as an adult. But asking ourselves that question, but also being honest. I don't know if you guys have ever caught yourself like, you know, you fucked up and you can't own it on your own. So you tend to just bullshit and justify it that what you did was right because of, I don't know, whatever reason that's lying to yourself. And we don't want to put ourselves in that position because as adults, we would need to be mature Just because we're adults doesn't mean that every single adult in this whole entire planet is mature. That is so false. As adults, we have to be mature. Why? Because there's little kids depending on our responsibility and maturity. I know that there's so many different types of moms. You know, the types of moms that are nurturing, that are willing to sacrifice their sleep. I mean, obviously, because our child depends on our energy, etc. And there's those moms that dedicate time. You know, and then you have some moms that if they want to, they give it, but they are not able to as fully because there are single moms out there. And that's a really hectic um, environment, lifestyle, whatever you want to name it. And let me just touch base just a little bit on the single mother. I have a client and um, he's a single dad. And he always says, I don't know how you single mothers do it. This is so much work. But I give him kudos because he's trying. And I said, well, you know what? Because I was a single mom as well with um, my older son when he was little. And I said, well, just how you're doing it and you're sacrificing. I said, that's exactly what we would do. And we just... You just love unconditionally and everything just flows, but you have to take care of yourself. I just wanted to throw that out there because since I'm talking about single moms, you know, there's a lot of single dads that sometimes like, oh my God, how do women do it? Shit. There's, there's a lot of hustling and sacrifices behind that, but everything's doable when it comes to that unconditional love we have for our children. Um, so again, there's so many different moms, you know, and then you have the moms that unfortunately, have a difficult time just accepting who they are and there's insecurities, there's traumas. I mean, there's, I mean, every single mom has insecurities and I think at some extent we all have some sort of trauma, but I'm talking about the ones that just, I feel so bad for that end up hooked in drugs and, you know, they lose their kids in foster care. It's just, I I feel bad for them, you know, I really do. 
But I also feel bad for every other single mom who's not in that same shoes, in that position, because we all are suffering at some extent for whatever it is we're going through in life. But we all have to try our best to help each other so that we don't let other people drown. And what I mean by that is that if you're insecure, you're probably going to have a difficult time making small talk with someone, you know, or smiling at someone or looking at someone in the eyes. And those are just very profound things to do with a human being. When you look at someone and you say thank you, you never know. We really never know how big of a positive impact we're doing. And even if you're in line paying for something, you make small talk with someone. Like it's just, it's just probably you know they haven't had a really full conversation with someone, and you were it. You know, insecurities can kind of like start eating up, (laughs) eating up just kind of like our day in a negative manner. And we want to be able to feed ourselves with good things. Okay, so let's talk about what is it that we're actually taking in from people. What are we taking in? Are we taking in other people's problems? Are we taking in other people's anger and frustration? Other people's misery? What are we taking in from people that sometimes we start believing that, oh, if they're like that, I'm going to be like that. Or if you work with a person who's toxic in your job, do you start like kind of behaving the way they do? Because you're just very vulnerable to how other people are behaving around you. We have to be very careful. There's a lot of the times that, well, what I'm trying to say, I got kind of stuck right now, but. What I'm trying to say that sometimes we give out too much. It's like giving out. I mean like shopping. Um, you know, just putting our, our mind and time into unproductive things. We're giving a lot of ourselves out there. And then if we're putting ourselves out there like that, that means we're consuming a lot of things that we're not filtering. There's certain things that we have to take in to empower us. And there's certain things that we just should not let into our lives. And that means insults from people. Because insults from people, they don't define who we are. Hey, you know what? Even your own thoughts don't define who you are. Fuck that. No, they don't. They do not. When I heard that, I was like, your thoughts don't define who you are. And I thought, like, what do you mean by that? And I would just... I just kept like thinking about it. Your thoughts don't define who you are. And I'm like, your thoughts don't define who you are. And I thought, duh, they're talking about negative thoughts. Your negative thoughts will never define who you are. So we all have a story that we're creating into our mind. And we're starting to believe that fucking story. We need to really say, you know what? I'm going to rewrite this chapter and I'm going to fucking throw away this negative story that I'm starting to fucking believe and I'm starting to behave it and just shifting it and saying, I am enough. I am complete. I am smart. I love myself. And the way that looks like is by me taking care of myself, eating healthy, exercising, smiling more often, saying good morning to people, loving my kids, nurturing them, making jokes, hugging my husband, just doing random fun things, you get it. You get what I'm trying to say. Those are the things that we should be giving people and those are the positive things that we should be receiving from people. 
not the negative. We should not be believing everything we see in here, honestly. And what I say see is like things that we see on TV, they're negative. And I think that at the end of the day, what's more powerful is really how those good feelings that you have for yourself from those around you, like empathy and compassion, are what really helps you stay connected. I think that's why prayer and kissing someone you do with your eyes closed because the most beautiful things are not seen, they're felt. And we can give that to ourselves at any time, any second of the time. You don't have to wait until, oh, New Year's. Oh, until I find a guy. Uh, oh, until I make more money. No, you can't, be, you can't wait for that to be happy. First, you have to be grateful for the things that you have. Be grateful for your insecurities that are pushing you to want to get out of a rut and to feed that good wolf the positive things, compassion and empathy love, joy, excitement, nurturing, you get me. But we are enough. We're just enough. I mean, are we really working extremely super hard to achieve what exactly? Is happiness that difficult to get? Or do you think that at some extent we have made ourselves think that it's really hard? I don't know. What do you think? Well, sometimes, yes, we work very hard for happiness. We're like, I have to, you know, do this and do that. And A, B, C, D, E, F, G, because I want to be happy. Well, drinking alcohol is not going to make us happy. Shopping is not going to make us happy. Getting, you know, the job and even our own clients You know, yes, we're going to feel happy with ourselves, but they're not going to define our happiness completely because we're always going to want to create more, more and more. And that's what I think as I'm hearing myself speak about us being enough. We shouldn't try so hard just to be happy. Let's do it genuinely on a day by day basis. Being mindful. I think that with being insecure and putting yourself in a mindful setting literally staying focused in the present is what helps us stay grounded and grateful for who we are those great amazing strengths that we have that sometimes we don't talk about because then people think we're fucking bragging who gives a rat's ass you embrace who you are at any fucking time of your life because your life is not going to be here forever all of our lives we're only here temporarily you know and I think sometimes as women as mothers we do have this fucking anxiety of fear of death why because we love our kids we love our family members and we're just fucking scared of losing it losing them and losing our life what's going to be with our kids no one's going to take care of my kids better than myself and then Our mind just kind of goes and goes. But what if that time's not coming anytime soon? What if it's like from probably like, what, 50 years from now or so? You know, depending on how old you are, of course. Now I want to read to you something that I wrote down as I was thinking about inseguridades. And 
I came across in my mind <laughs> thinking, you know what? All of us moms, mothers, females, we all are just alike. Not physically, but with our heart, we all want the same thing. Todas somos iguales. Todas queremos ser amadas y queremos amar. Todas queremos ser felices. Todas queremos tranquilidad y paz. Y todas queremos fe y esperanza. That's what I think we all have in common. We all want to love and be loved. We all want to be happy. We want to be just, you know, have peace in our mind, in our world. We all want to have faith and hope among so many others, of course. But the next time you see another female and she's insecure, you should also know you've been there. Maybe not expressing it the way she is, but just giving her the gift of compassion and empathy because you can transform her life. Unidas creamos cambio, pero solo con acción. I hope that you are able to take something from this because together we create change only with action. And for those of you who have daughters, I don't have daughters. But I just think of all my little cousins and all those girls that I like love very much. Um, and I hope for the best for them as females, as adolescents, as young adults, as mothers, etc. But I also think of the boys. The boys who are being raised by all these moms. By their own mom who is willing to do whatever for them. No matter female, male, transgender, lesbian, gay, etc., etc. We're all here on this planet to create change. But in order for that to happen, it has to start off with yourself. You have to create the change within you to make a big difference into other people's lives. Thank you so much for listening to me. I hope you have a beautiful, blessed Sunday. And I guess uh, we'll meet again. Bye.